to Changing the Sales Game on webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Connie Whitman. As always, I am thrilled that you're joining us this week. So I hope as you listen to the show that you truly feel my passion, that we have to change this word sales from that icky, manipulative, sleazoid kind of presentation to hopefully one that comes from love, care, and respect. At least that's my world and my guest world as well today. Now, if you're loving the show, please, please uh, subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Sharing is caring, so share with your peeps. And of course, if you can rate and review, that's just amazing. I love reading the reviews and feeling the love, um, you know, that the effort that we put out for the show, that you guys are really seeing value. Now, my motivational quote today is by John D. Rockefeller, and he says, don't be afraid to give up the good to go for the great. I have been saying for years that good is truly the enemy of great because this is the reality. When things are good, we often go, things are good, and we kind of stay where we are because after all, things are good. And as soon as things start to go bad, ah, right, that's where we say, "Uh uh-oh, I think I need to do something or change something. So for me, this show is about really this exact quote. My hope is that as you listen and follow each week, it allows you to see and hear new strategies or ideas or options that you may not have realized existed because they're hiding in our blind spot and we all have those blind spots. So today, of course, you're in store for an amazing treat. My guest is Jennifer Fry, and Jennifer is the CEO of Appreciated Assets Business Solution. Their sales accelerator program program offers a done-for-you cold-calling service for their clients. Appreciated Assets team will reach out to your ideal prospects consultatively, educate them about your solutions, and set up with new business appointments. With decades of experience, they're able to keep your your client-facing, grow your business, and provide you with all the benefits of cold calling campaign without the time or energy that's needed. So please help me welcome Jennifer to the show. Jen, thanks for being on. Thanks for having me. You know what? Yeah, let's (laughs) do it, baby. It's our favorite topic, topic, sales, right? Does it get any better than this? Not for me. And it's so funny because there's like a very select group of people who can talk about this all day long, and you are certainly one of them. But I love what you do and just anyone who's out there changing the narrative on what sales can be, what it should be. That's right. And really removing that ick factor. There's no need for it. And that's just the reality. If someone doesn't need our services, why would I pitch them to sell to them? They don't need us. I don't want to convince someone, right, to hire us and you're the same way. So mm-hmm. my, my first question, Jen, is what, why you're, you're all about intentionality. What is intentional growth? What does that look like for you? A lot of times when I speak to business owners, um, they let me know that they're growing their business through word of mouth and referral. Mm-hmm. And frankly, that's how we've grown a lot of our business as well. It's a really easy way to grow your business with a very low threshold for failure and rejection. Um, When you get to a certain level in your growth, if you want to extend beyond that, you're going to have to look at some other solutions and other strategies to create that growth trajectory for yourself. And what intentional growth means is where word of mouth and referral is where it's incoming. You don't necessarily have a lot of control over the consistency, the frequency, and the quality of what's coming towards you, creating an intentional growth strategy is where you can get really targeted in making sure that you are reaching out to your ideal prospects 
educating them about who you are, why they should meet with you, what the results are from the solution that you can provide and the support that you can provide. And then taking that conversation a step further as to really what that could look like. So it's coming up with that customized solution for wherever they are in their business or, or how you can support them and help them grow. Right. So it's got to be customizable because it's not a one, everybody is not in the same place in business and all of those things in their growth trajectory, all of the, all of those pieces of the puzzle. So it's interesting because I know a large part of my business growth has been through referrals and word of mouth. Isn't that interesting that you said that? So why, why have you seen that that's good, right? We're not saying throw the baby out with the bathwater and do not take referrals and word of mouth. That's crazy because these are really, they, they're the easy sales because somebody's referring them that already trusts and knows you. So the person you end up speaking with, you might not be the right fit, but at least they're coming in trusting you so that you don't have to make, get over that barrier, if you will, right, of building that rapport because you're already a trusted advisor um, with a solution. So what, why, why do you find that that referral and word of mouth just isn't enough anymore? Well, it really depends on what someone's business growth goals are. There are a lot of businesses out there that are very happy kind of staying among the status quo and staying on a, you know, slow and steady trajectory. There are other businesses that are looking to scale. And look, scale can mean a lot of things to a lot of different people. But typically, that group, that word of mouth and referral will only get you to a certain level of growth in your business and to really see that go up exponentially you want to incorporate some new strategies of direct outreach, either through targeted marketing and or through a targeted sales strategy. How does somebody get started? So they're listening and they're thinking, hmm, I, I've grown steadily, right, yeah. through word of mouth and referrals, but I, I'm liking what Jennifer's saying, and I think maybe I need to explore this. So how does somebody get started? So like, the first thing start? you want to do, yeah, you want to start by really identifying who is your dream prospect. Who is your on your prospect wish list? And I like to start, I love the number 50 because there's something about it that is enough of outreach that by numbers, you're going to get response and be able to really beta test the messaging that you're putting out there. But really identifying the industries that you want to target, the size of the business of both the teams as well as the revenue size, that's ideal for you. You want to identify... Um, the contact position, who's the decision maker that you need to speak with. Uh, Location, it can be important for a lot of people because it's not about getting thousands of leads right away, but really getting a very targeted list. Um, And then you will also want to look at the psychographics of your ideal prospect. Do your ideal prospects offer incredibly supportive workplaces? Do they offer a lot of opportunities for women in business? Do they offer uh, mission-based strategies or, you know, charities that they are very closely tied to and involved in? Are those really important to you for those ideal prospects? And once you've kind of got that list together, that's when you want to put your messaging together to do that direct outreach. And the outreach is not a sales pitch. Look, we do cold calling. I believe cold calling is the fastest, most effective way to develop rapport with your prospect wish list. But it's not about calling and selling anyone. That It doesn't work like that. No one wants to be sold, and you're not going to sell anyone. But if you know you have a product or service that can be of service to your prospect wish list, 
it's really your responsibility to reach out to them and let them know how you can support them and educate them about who you are, introduce yourself, tell them why you align with the work that they're doing, and then ask for that next step appointment to really have more of a discovery call where you see if it's a good fit. And that you're right, you're not selling because they don't know your calling. They don't know you from Adam. You have about a minute and a half and it's only, let me sell to you. They're like, who are you? Right. I, I don't even know that I need this. And, and really, really, you don't need, you don't know if they're at a point where they truly need your service. So you do, you have to say, Hey, here's, here's how I help. Is this something you've been seeking? And then let's schedule an appointment. Really, it's, it's to secure that appointment, which I, I, I agree with. And I, I love that because people, Jennifer. People hear cold call and they go, I'm not going to cold call. It, this to me is a gentle or a warm call. Mm-hmm. With that said, I want to take one step back. You mentioned developing the list of the 50. I, it's funny, as you were saying, I'm like, oh, I like that number. And then I'm like, oh, why does she like the number? I was listening. <laughs> I like the number because I, you can get some traction with 50. It's a good number to start with, but it's not overwhelming. Where mm-hmm. if you say get 100, people are like, 100? I don't know that I could do... Where 50, you're like, probably could pull 50 together on my list. Next mm-hmm. question, though, with, with regards to that, who to, who to call or who to reach out to? Where do you find people find that 50, that first 50 that they're going to start to look to see if, if maybe this is something for them to scale or grow their business? Um, I mean, there's a lot of different platforms you can use. I never recommend that anyone buy any data lists because they're just typically incredibly outdated. They're yeah. expensive. So doing searches on Google, LinkedIn, there's various platforms out there um, that you can pay for to get information. But I would start with what's available to you now and what you already have access to. Yeah, start start simple, right? And be, here's the other thing is you, my people are on LinkedIn, right? So mm-hmm. when I'm on LinkedIn, I can go in and be very targeted and who's even in my community that we've never, maybe we know each other, maybe we don't, but that is the perfect ideal client for me. And that's where the outreach should start, right? They're already in my community. They've already mm-hmm. accepted. They They know me to some capacity. Is that kind of what you're talking about? Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that we do is we have an exercise called our lead finder, where we take our clients through a series of over 20 different ways they have leads already that they're not even aware that they have. So these are prospects that are already somewhere in their system or have come across their desk or somehow connected to their world that we can create lead lists from there as well. We all have blind spots, right? I started with that. We all have blind spots. So you you probably have. And then as soon as somebody shines the light, you're like, how did I not see that? Because it was in a blind spot, right? We can't, we're not expected to see our blind spots. That's why we need help, right? Shining those lights um, in those areas that we're trying to grow. So, okay, I got my list of 50, right? I've mm-hmm. mined it, that lead list, uh, the lead generation list that you have. And now I get on the phone, hummada, hummada, hummada. What do I say? Not hamada, hamada, hamada. Yeah, I think you call and the first thing to do is you introduce yourself. This is who you are and what you do. And I'm reaching out because and find that connection if there is a connection. You know, I one of um, the first clients I got was a um, luggage company and I was obsessed with them. It was the best luggage I've ever used. I'll be using it this evening when I fly out of town. I will never own a different set of luggage. 
And I was obsessed with what they did. And I reached out to them a few times and I just said, I need to, I don't even know what it would look like for me to work with you, but I have to help you grow this because everyone should own this luggage. And I really connected. It was absolutely authentic. It was absolutely genuine. I am still their biggest fan. Um, and we joke about it all the time. And we've worked together in several different capacities ever since because I'm always trying to bring them value uh, in in different ways with different um, uh, different strategies. Well, really based on what they're doing at the time, right? Right, right. So you may not have that like, deep emotional connection, but you may have a local connection. You know, I'm locally owned and operated in Charleston, South Carolina, just like you. Or I went to, uh, graduated from Tulane, just like you did. Um, you know, finding that kind of common ground of how you can connect with that person really helps because then you're not just a, a, a bot out there. That's right. And doing that quickly. Yeah. And, and I'll just share a really funny story. This was many, many years ago. We, we still did things live all the time. And I was introduced to a center of influence, happened to be an accountant, you know, in, in town. And so we had, they, I was introduced, scheduled the appointment. I walked in to her office and my kids played hockey. We're Devils fans here in Jersey. And so I walk in, but we have the Rangers who are right in New York. Mm-hmm. So I walk into the office. She had a fabulous picture um, painting. It was awesome of Madison Square Garden where the Rangers play. So immediately I saw the red and blue and I walked in and I, I shook her hand and I lo- kind of looked over my shoulder. I go, oh, you're a Rangers fan. I go, that's it. We we cannot do business together. I have to leave now. And she burst out laughing. And, and, and then I said, really, seriously, where did you get that painting? It's fabulous. We talked about hockey for about 15 minutes. Oh, we got to go to a game. We didn't even know each other. We're like, oh my God, we got to go to a game together. A devil play the Rangers. I go, yeah, you were your Rangers, but it's going to be the devils at home. And this whole 15 minutes we were joking about, um, you know, hockey. Do you know, she's still a good friend to this day. Yeah, it's probably about 30 absolutely. years ago. And, you know, I swear having my Red Sox cup was certainly not a prop for today, but it happens all the time. If you hear someone say, if I hear someone's a Yankees fan, I do the same thing. Um, You know, I think that kind of establishing that rapport, you're not going to hit that with all 50 people on that list. And that's a good thing. If someone hangs up on you, if someone's a jerk to you, Cool. That has nothing to do with who you are. And I think that's people's biggest hangups about reaching out and and introducing themselves, cold calling, all that is what if they reject you? So what? That leaves you room open to me to speak with one other person that could be the right fit. They've just self-selected. I don't want to work with jerks. I work with clients who don't want to work with jerks. That's right. We've all gotten too established in our businesses that we have to work with just anyone. So if someone's cruel to you or if they're rude or unprofessional, that's about them. I the saying I always say, and I from I tell my clients this, I tell my team this, and I tell my eight-year-old son this, is that hurt people hurt people. Yeah. If someone's good with themselves, they're not going to be rude to you, even if they're not interested in why you're calling. That's right. They're just not going to be unkind. The only reason someone's unkind is because they've got stuff that they're dealing with themselves and it just has nothing to do with you. So to take that personally, to prevent you from moving forward and reaching out to someone else is really just hurting yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, 
you're out there to serve. And if you're afraid to do that because somebody said something or hung up on you or was, you know, rude. And here's, here's the other thing too. Do you really want to work with them that their knee jerk reaction is to be rude? And I know you get this too, right? I get all these emails and on LinkedIn, oh, blah, 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 what they sell. And I just respond, no, thank you. Not at this time, mm-hmm. right? Politely. So they know, because then what happens is they keep emailing you or did you get it? Did you get it? So you immediately say, I don't, thank you so much for your follow-up or thank you for the email. I'm just not interested at this time. And you know, it's funny. I get people going, thank you so much for letting me know that it's, and what effort did that take for me to respond? No, thank you. Not at this time. And now I'm off of their list for now. Right. Or if it's something that I think I might want, I might say, you know what, Jennifer, not right now. If you don't mind, maybe follow up three to six months. Cause this is something in my hopper for 2023. Now it gives you an opportunity to say, great con. Thanks. Sure. I'll follow up. Now are you going to follow up with me? That's on you, right? That's a whole other topic follow up, but you see what I mean? If, but I was polite about it. And if I mm-hmm. said, no, thank you. And then people respond, thanks for letting me know. I appreciate it. Have a great weekend. You too. It's good energy. And how, how much effort did that take for you or I to respond that way versus hanging up? You know, I, we, we're busy, man. I get it. You're busy. Yeah. I'm busy, but you don't need to be rude. So, and I, I don't want to work with people like that either, that their first instinct is to hang up or, or be rude as well. Did you want to say something? Well, what you said about the follow-up is so important to mm. any sort of outreach. A lot of times when someone says no to you, they're really not saying no. They're not saying they're not interested. They're saying not now. That's right. So learning how to say, you know, if someone says I'm not interested, understandable. There's a lot going on right now. It's a crazy time of year or whatever. When would be an ideal time for me to circle back with you? Yes. And you don't say time of year. And that's really important because time of year can expand it out way past what that prospect is going to say back to you. Sure. When I ask this and I ask it every time, the responses range from give me two weeks Mm. to give me till next year. But I always have a date. And they will receive a follow-up call from me because I'm meticulous in my follow-up. It's a huge factor in our success is our consistency and our persistence. Um, but just changing that from a no to a, someone saying they're not interested. And he said, well, when would be a good time? And they say two weeks. You're like, well, that's not a no. That's just not, not today. I'm going to blink. It'll be two weeks. I mean, okay, sure. Right. You know, people have a lot more going on in their lives than just your phone call. And if you just understand that, yeah, you just understand that, you know, everyone's got stuff that they're dealing with. Um, but just finding the right time to reach back out and have that conversation. Then. So you're going to make you laugh. My follow-up is the seventh step in my, my particular sales process. I'm sure mm-hmm. you have the process too. We all do. You have to take a concept and systematize it. So people go, oh, that's what you want me to do here? Oh, I could do that, right? So it's just a system. Okay. So my last step is follow-up and I call it CPR, like you know, the paddles to keep people alive. So you give them the CPR, but mine is consistent. Use two of the words, consistent, persistent. And the last big word, respectful follow-up. So you're not shoving yourself down their, you know, down their throat, but that's a great question. Oh, okay. Well, when is a better time for me to follow up? Um, Because, you know, there's something here and they go two weeks, say done or a year from now, done. You have to be consistent, persistent, but the respectful is the piece. You want to mm-hmm. honor where they are and not, well, you're, you're missing an opportunity because, you know, I'm the best thing since sliced bread. Are you? 
Are you? If you're coming across that way, you're not the best thing since sliced bread for me, right? Yeah. And I also take really meticulous notes. So if someone tells me that they're in the middle of a move or that they have a family member who's sick or that, you know, the amount of people I talk to, it's just really not possible for me to remember all of those details. But looking at the notes, when I go to follow up, I can always remember, oh, yeah, they were going on a soccer tournament. And that's why we couldn't speak until now. And you ask about what? Look, if you care, don't do it if you don't really care. But for me, it's really about kind of establishing that. And I love learning those details about my prospects because, you know, it helps me learn them, learn about them more and see if it's a good fit for us to even work together. Absolutely. Well, also, I think by truly understanding who that person is or who that organization is, what their values are, like where they're coming from, it helps us when we communicate with them because you want to meet people where they are, whatever that means. Right. Right. So if I understand that they're, you know, very, they're soccer coach and they go on these tournaments time is going to be a priority for them or managing their time is going to be a priority. I have to make sure whatever I'm delivering takes that into account as well. So that's just an example of being mindful and meeting people where they are so that we over deliver what the expectation is not. Well, this is my program. Take it or leave it. Well, here's my program, but, but how can you use it in your real life? Because we're helping people in their real life in their real business, right? Well, yes. And in addition, you can also offer yourself and your connections as a resource. Yeah. So if someone um, is going through a real estate transaction and, you know, something just blew up with the inspection, I may know an inspector that I can refer out. There is absolutely zero in it for me to do that, except that I'm offering a great resource. I work with great businesses. And so I recommend great businesses. And um, being able to help someone through something difficult, whether they work with me or not, it's just really good energy to put out there. And I just got some new business for another business owner that I know is a great business and will take great care of them. Because it's your reputation when you refer it to. So you're not going to refer just to anybody, right? Because they that they make you look good as well. It's all about that ripple effect, Jennifer, right? It's all yeah. about starting from this place of service, right? Whatever that means, whatever you're providing to the client. I, and then that clarity, but then you can amplify once you get locked and loaded on the clarity and the process and all of yeah. those things. But you, you really have to get all the pieces of the puzzle um, organized. Otherwise, it becomes really difficult, I think, to move the needle faster than maybe we could go with the 50. I want to stick with that because I just love yeah. that number. And you're take that 50, dig in, identify your ideal client, come up with that list of 50, figure out what, how you want to get on the phone, what you want to say so that you're not being smarmy and salesy, mm-hmm. but you're really trying to connect with that person. And here's the thing, like on LinkedIn and some of these resources, we can really find out a lot about the person. So if you're active in a charity autism or something mm-hmm. like that, and that person is, you might say, Hey, listen, we're connected on LinkedIn. I saw that you're affiliated with this charity. Are you going to the event next weekend? I'd love for us to meet. Um, I'm so excited that you're involved in this as well. I do this. What do you do? So now you're building, it doesn't matter what you're selling or what your business is. It's human to human. And then you could build from there. So we really, when I started, 
40 years ago, we used to have to go to a building, go to the kiosk at the floor. And you didn't know like Whitman and Associates. What does Whitman and Associates do? We'd write it down. We'd go to the library. We'd have to look for the coding and then go and find that and read in the book what that business did and say, do we want to do business with them or not? Do you know how much recon and how much time went in? But you had to do it. Otherwise, you're knocking on a door and it's like, oh, this isn't my client, which is a bigger waste of time. So now we have these resources like LinkedIn and Facebook and Google and other things that it's so easy to find information. And where where are you landing from that starting point of building a relationship, right? It's always got to be about building a relationship. Absolutely. Yeah, we I skipped past that stage uh, for the sales research, but certainly used a phone book <laughs> when yeah. I got started in sales, right? You're younger than me. Big thing in my desk. Oh my gosh. Isn't that funny how it's, it really, and here's the thing, everybody um, listening, truly, truly, it, it's so much easier to gain this insight so that we can do things at a really bigger level, but also very strategic also, instead of just throwing, there was a lot of throwing spaghetti against the wall to see what would work because you really didn't know what you were walking into. Now we could do a bunch of recon. So going back, Jen, to that 50, right? Yeah. How much time to mine that 50, does it typically take? So people are thinking, okay, step one, who's my ideal client? Do all of that clarity. Go to LinkedIn, wherever you find your people. I come up with my list of 50. I understand what I want to say on the phone, and I'm going to customize it a little bit based on the information I find. Now I, I get on the phone. People are interested. How long does it take typically to get that connection either to meet or for it to turn into business? Do you have those kind of stats? I see you just want all my secrets. I do. <laughs> I, I don't good questions. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, look, what, what I do, it's not complicated. The, the, the reality is that most people just won't do it. They don't want to do it. Best practices that I'm happy to share with anyone because, again, I, I want to change what sales should look like. A lot of times we teach people exactly how to do this. We have a um, one of our services is a, a done with you service where we help our clients go and learn how to do this on their own. And then, you know, if, and when they want us to take it over for them, we can do that. Sure. Um, But here's some best practices. Follow up every four business days until you get someone to some other stage of the pipeline. Um, Having that persistence is really, really important. If you expect someone to return your phone call after one voicemail, good luck. It just doesn't work that way. And if I built my business that way, we would not be having this conversation. I would have a job right now. So you have to be persistent and tenacious. And you have to know that I'm reaching out for a reason. And I could tell you in a minute about a story I've got about that because even I still get stories in my head. But so every four business days, and then you want to reach out, um, you know, after about six weeks, you want to maybe go to like an email. I've been trying to reach you. This is why. Can we set up a time to talk? And then, you know, what the timeline looks like from that and getting that new business appointment towards close, it's so varied. There are some times where I start, you know, I have a client sign on our first call and there's some times that two years later we work together. That's right. So I think if you go into it with that heart of service, knowing that you will work with them in the timeline that works for them, not for you, it will attract the right kinds of clients for you and you will create really long-term trusting relationships rather than 
pushing someone into something because it's about your goals and your numbers, it should never be that way. Even if they should be making that decision to get what they want and work with you and engage with you sooner. Again, like I said before, other people have things going on. If someone has, you know, a kid that's about to go to college and they've got to do all these trips, they don't have the time to devote to you. Respect that and be there when they're ready. And here's the thing. It keeps your pipeline full. You need business today, six months from now, you need business. Yeah. <laughs> like that doesn't change. But here's the thing. You're filling your pipeline with really dynamic, qualified leads. And the other thing is you were saying that. So now let's say, let's say Jennifer and I, we, we work with each other. We hire each other, whatever, right? I trust you. I get results. What am I going to do? I'm telling everybody about Jennifer. Yeah. So as soon as I see an opportunity, I could go back I'm selling her without even selling her because like the luggage, you talked to everybody about this luggage, right? And before they were even a client, because you thought like everybody needs this luggage. It got you in the door with them because you were so passionate about their product, but you're still bringing clients to them, even though you're working with them to help mine, you know, at a bigger level, right. you were still referring at that smaller level. It, it, it's all pipeline related. It's all follow-up related. It's all just, advocating for the people that you love and respect and are doing a good job out there, right. And offering their services. So that's the other thing. Like I, I was cracking up and I'm using the luggage tonight, going to Nashville, like right. Yeah. You're advertising for this company yeah. and it's just a conversation we're having. It's just an appropriate example. So you just never know, but you got to keep that pipeline full. Absolutely. Um, I will tell you my, story about stories that I tell myself. Yeah, I've been yeah, doing please. cold calling my whole career. I've always done this. Again, like I said, I've built my entire business off of this. And I had a colleague that I'd worked with about a decade ago on um, a series of projects, really enjoyed working with him. With our service, I knew because he was still doing that same work that we could support what they were doing. And I reached out to him uh, starting last summer and didn't hear back. And I reached out again and again and again. And it was a few weeks. I left, you know, probably six messages over the course of a few weeks and um, never heard back. And I started telling myself stories. Well, maybe he didn't like working with you. Maybe, uh, you know, he doesn't remember you. <laughs> Whatever it is. Uh, I had a lot of different stories in my head about why he wasn't calling me back. Well, he did call me back, apologized profusely, thanked me for being so persistent. And honestly, the right clients will thank you for your persistence. That's right. You're not annoying them. No. You're reminding um, them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and now he's one of my biggest referral partners and he's been a client for a really long time, one of our biggest clients. Because he knew, you know, but again, had I stopped after one message, Oh, by the way, he was in uh, a national park with his family on an RV trip and had literally no service for weeks. So when I was reaching out, again, people have stuff going on, but we can make up our own stories that it's about us. It's never about us. It's never about us. Amen. That is such a great quote. And it, it's never about us. That's really, that's the long and short of it. Here's the thing though, Jen, you know, this it's, it's that negative record player. We mm -hmm. all have, well, you, you kids are saying iTunes or whatever, but you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. We have that negative record player and it gets louder and louder and louder when we have those moments of uncertainty that it's got to be me. And it's never about us. And, and that's such a great example. He didn't even have 
connectivity to be able to respond or know that you had left a message. So, you know, we, we really need to get over ourselves. Um, I know that you were out of time, but I know that okay. you have a free gift, which I think yeah. is like a next step for people um, to connect with you. But, but again, share what your free gift is. Cause I think it's amazing. Yeah. So we uh, have a lead finder exercise that we take all of our clients through, which is 20 and we are always adding to it, but 20 different ways that you already have that list of 50 somewhere in, in front of you. You just don't even know it yet. So I will take anyone that wants to reach out to us through our website, appreciatedasset.com. Um, and we'd be happy to take you through that lead finder exercise and help you come up with that ideal list of 50. I love it. I love it. Um, so check out the website for Jennifer. It's appreciated asset asset, not plural, okay. just asset.com. If you have a question, can I share your email? Jen? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So if you have a question direct uh, for Jennifer, just reach out Jennifer at appreciated asset.com. And if you do would like that, um, uh, I almost said link finder, lead finder, go to appreciate appreciated asset.com slash contact uh, hyphen us. I'll put this all in the show notes for you so that you could find Jen super easy. And then just put lead finder so that they know what you're requesting and her team could get that out to you um, ASAP. So again, I will put all of that in the show notes, but I highly recommend having a conversation with Jen. She might be exactly what you're looking for, for you to, and, and, you know, we said grow scale, whatever your definition of that looks like where you are and where you're trying to go. Maybe Jennifer is the person that can help you with that. So thank Jennifer. Thank you for being on and, People hear cold call just like they hear the word sales and it's ick. Oh, it's them. Right. And now after hopefully hearing us talk about it, it's not about the ick. That example with the gentleman that was in Nashville at the RV with his his uh, family. Right. People have reasons why we just need to be that consistent, persistent, respectful um, follow up. I think it's real important. So thanks for being on. I just this is an important conversation. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, real pleasure. And I hope you will join me weekly as we question, build, and discover together. No matter where you are in business and sales, um, your your professional life even, um, if you're a, a full-time financial, what financial, just a full-time salesperson and you're struggling with the cold calling, maybe the class that Jennifer offers where they can teach you how to do it, maybe that's the piece of the puzzle that you need um, to work on this year. So again, these resources are available. I hope between my guests and I, we provide some good tips, strategies, ideas, resources that you can then utilize in your business or your career. Um, thank you again for tuning into Changing the Sales Game with me, your host, Connie Whitman on webtalkradio.com. I truly wish you an inspired week. Take one of the tips, come up with your top 50, um, identify clearly what your ideal client is, whatever little piece that Jennifer and, and maybe a comment that I made, take it, dig, use it and put that into your um, action, right? Action creates reaction. And that's where magic starts happening. So Jen, thank you again. Thank you for tuning in. I will see you all next week. Have a great one. Do something differently and just watch how your, your life and your, your, your life changes and unfolds to do amazing things. I love you all. And I'll see you next week. Thanks so much. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with your friends. Tune in every week for more exciting insights and strategies on increasing your business's ROI. And always remember, lead with heart and your sales will follow.